anyway, this limited, it's 132 cubic inch motor that was, that was developed at, this X wedge motor was developed way back in the nineties. And this, uh, this basically this completely custom FXR is going for 33,000. He's selling God it. Damn. Do wow. we really have to say way back in the nineties was nineties that far along? I guess it's 30, 30 years already, dude. It's 2022. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Those were my prime development years right there. Oh, man. <laughs> I just, I, I'm not even going to talk to you guys. Uh, I was an 80s man. Late 80s, early 90s. What were you, like, 10 Who? in the 80s? Who, me? Yeah. No, I was fucking... You couldn't even get a Woody in the 80s, could you? No, in 86, <laughs> I was... What, 85, I was 16. There you go. You were a Woody age in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> I was walking around looking for a knot in the wall in the 80s. Oh, boy. Anything. <laughs> oh, boy. You know what I mean? Did you have a flock of seagulls haircut? Yeah, flock of seagulls haircut. And a splinter on his wing. Goddamn, goddamn parachute pants. Can you imagine if we did Hop 10 Time Machine? <laughs> and it was like, Tony going back and Tony's got the fucking wild ass hair. Like, what the fuck? On, on his skateboard, dude. Don't you know, on his skateboard wearing his vans with a flock of seagull haircut and the splinters in his pecker from trying to find the wood knolls. From, from banging from banging the neighbor's fence. <laughs> Walking around. Welcome back to the Five Dirty Bikers Podcast. Presented by Memphis Shades, the clear choice for custom windshields and bearings for your motorcycle. And wild-ass seats stay in the saddle longer and in total comfort, no matter your butt or budget. Everybody, welcome back to Five Dirty Bikers Podcast. Today we have a topic. We're going to reach out to you younger riders. And we're going to be talking about new rider fears. This might be huh. some information that you or your friends may find valuable. Especially if you're eating bullshit. White Castles and riding. <laughs> that's a fear right there. That's, never a, get, fear, that, that's a fear you never get old over. It, no, you never get over that. You, you, you shit. You just shit yourself. <laughs> it's a hazard to you and your I'm people. I'm telling you, you guys you. have too many problems with your bowels. This is coming from somebody well, with IBS. Well, let me tell you what. When you get a little age on, you come talk to us. I'll talk mm -hmm. to you the first Everything time. Everything changes. Happens. When that O-ring gets tired. Uh, <laughs> Tony's got some bad miles on his old ring. Got some bad miles on that old ring. They be flapping. We had this. We had this oh. conversation. We had this conversation at FDBM this year, and Brittany was was astonished at the number of people. There was like a group of us talking, and we said, "You're not an adult until you've actually been in a public place and shit yourself." And Brittany's mm -hmm. like, "You guys have actually all shit yourselves," and like. Every single person that was sitting around yes. us had a story about shitting themselves. And, and she was like, I didn't know this was a thing. It, it's, yeah. a, it's definitely only a, a couple thing. of you shared your stories. Hey, just just a, to just a point more. of clarification. Yep. All five of us were not there talking about that. So yes, I just will. I just want to go on record. I wasn't there. <laughs> well, you've no, I have not. the other. If you you're shit at the other end of the table sometime in your life. <laughs> I have. No, well, when I was a baby. No, it's happened. Never you shit myself as somewhere. an adult. And you're like, Thank you. oh, I just mudded myself. It's <laughs> happened. <laughs> no, it's happened. Come on, Percy, admit it. They called you mm -hmm. Moose Track Jack. <laughs> Moose Track Jack. <laughs> the old corn slinger. <laughs> nope. Cream nope. corn, that is. The Percy shooter. and I are on the same page with this one. We I have, have shit we are in not the woods with ourselves. a bear, but I have not shit myself. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I don't believe that to be true, but oh. and they give you a hard time for being the older one, Percy. I They're know, the ones I, with the well, pooping problems. Uh, you, have you ever they're, heard? Have you ever heard me complaining like they do? Have you? No, that's a good point. No. That's true. Good for you too. I'm glad you all eat healthy. (laughs) (laughs) Why, Brittany? He can't even remember the last time he pooped, so that's why. Oh my god! (laughs) He doesn't know if he shit himself or not because he just knows he probably shat today at some point. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Is there an app for that? We should probably. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, there probably is actually. I bet you. We should probably get back on topic. Okay. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, we had one of those. Oh yeah. What's, you do, so, we do have a topic. So what's a what's a legitimate fear of a new rider, Brittany? So I will tell you all my fear, which I still have sometimes. <laughs> I mean, we're all Terror. afraid of shooting ourselves. But that's not it. I was that was so quiet. <laughs> that was a church house squeaker. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Did you? My legitimate fear, the first fear that I had was dropping my motorcycle, and I'm still afraid to do that today. That hasn't you haven't dropped a bike yet, have you? Nope, I have never dropped it. Okay. I'm not sure why. I don't I wouldn't say it's irrational, but I don't know why it still scares me so much. Well, I mean, I don't want to say I mean, I I I was always afraid of that too. It did happen to me. I hope it that never happens to you or anybody else listening to this that hasn't happened to, but it um they say it's inevitable, but hopefully that's not the case for you. But yeah, it sucks. It's especially scary when the bike's heavier. Oh, yeah. And you're, and you're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you were out in the fucking middle of Jason Voorhees territory. Dude, I was when way you the dropped fuck out yours there. by yourself. Uh, man, like Night of the Living Dead. I was in a cemetery and everything. On the yeah, sport glide? Yep. Wow. Yep. Really? How did yep. you end up dropping it? Like, what was the situation? Well, I went, in, I went into the cemetery and it was a very narrow road that's covered in lots of gravel. And I had this dumb idea to go up to like this small four-way intersection right there where the, the headstone started and just kind of do like a turnaround and then come down and park down level. Well, mm. that's not how it happened. I got to that four-way. <laughs> I stopped too suddenly. I put my left foot down, caught some gravel and bike went over. <clears throat> Mm-mm. I feel like and, that's the most common that you hear is like somebody you hit gravel or something like that. It's yeah. It's because you grabbed your fucking front brake. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. probably, that's probably what happened. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember it happened so fast, but it's a natural reaction, right? But yeah. It'll, it'll jack you up. Brittany, yeah. You're you going of, slow. Have you heard of dirty foot? No. No. no? Okay. So. so if you and Jared are riding together and you guys pull up to, and this is a real thing. And this isn't, this isn't a, a dirty, this is a, this is a real thing in motorcycling. I'm calling horse shit. I'm never <laughs> dirty, all right. Hold on. You, right. you know, it's true, Tony, you pull up to an intersection and you're, you're both side by side at the, at the beginning of the intersection. Okay. The very middle of the intersection is where all the cars the oil. oil. Yep. And so whoever's putting their foot down, either your right foot or your left foot, depending on, you know, what side of the lane you're on, is called your dirty foot. Right. And so if you put your foot down at an intersection like that and there is fresh oil or it's rained a little bit and that spot's slippery, you run the risk of doing the same thing. So no, but that's, that. you got to you got to watch out for the dirty foot, which is essentially the side of the the side of the of the the road where your foot is at, where you could possibly put your foot down in the, in the oil. Is that page. anything like the dirty Sanchez? 
Uh, only only if your face is down there. <laughs> only if your face is down there. <laughs> yeah. I think <clears throat> for me too, it's not even just like I guess I'm not even worried that my or never was worried that my feet were gonna slip. I'm more worried that I'm just gonna like do something stupid. I don't know. I feel like it's ridiculous. But I'm not as afraid now. I mean, it was like the very first time I rode my motorcycle. Um I didn't even like shift. I just like put it into first gear and I don't even think I use the throttle. I just like putzed around in a parking lot. And it's ironic because that's like the most likely that you will be to fall over because you're not going fast enough. Yeah. But it's a legit legit fear. A lot of people are they're fearful of that, not only because it's it's scary situation, but of course, you know, you could do damage your motorcycle. Yeah. Yep. But exactly I have a question and, and yourself, not just your motorcycle. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yourself, oh, yeah. I could fart just right and blow a disc out of my back. So <laughs> Jesus <laughs> it Christ, doesn't Tony. take much. <laughs> it doesn't I mean, take Percy much. was right. You sound like you're just really old, like you're just about. Well, to I'm just saying, I mean, you could sneeze and shit your pants. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you have some serious medical problems. <laughs> just saying it could happen. <laughs> All right. Justin, well, what's, what's your question? <laughs> okay, so Percy, how long have you been writing? I don't think I've ever heard this answer from you or asked uh, or this time, um, almost four years. Okay, combined. Um I don't know, twelve. Okay, twelve. 12. Years? All right. Yeah. When you when you first started, when you first got on a bike, were you did you have any ounce of fear in the back of your mind? No, I or front? I was, a, I was a dumbass. No, no, like nothing no. at all. Okay. No. Tony, the only thing I can remember, because I mean, I was I was a kid was steering the bike because it didn't stare. It, you couldn't guide it like a bicycle. Right. Y- you know right. what I'm saying? So getting around corners when I was a kid, when I first started riding was was scary to me because it, it didn't act the way that it should have. Right. You know what I mean? You couldn't turn the bars to the right and the bike wouldn't. It didn't go right. You know, it started veering to the left on you. Mm-hmm. So I think that was probably the hardest thing. But I was just a kid. I mean, man, I didn't. We didn't have YouTube, and we didn't have, you know, any ways to learn to do this. We were just a bunch of kids on a fucking dirt bike shooting down the road, figuring it right. out. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about what you, Ryan? Yeah. I think when I started writing this time around, um, <clears throat> I think the biggest fear for me was uh, the friction zone. Like finding the friction zone in your in your clutch, so you knew where your you know your or your engine was gonna your motor was gonna engage and start moving your bike forward, um, versus just completely stalling it out at an intersection. And I remember distinctly remember one day thinking to myself, okay, um, I'm not gonna leave town. I'm gonna stay in town and hit as many stop signs and red lights as I can, so that I can just continue to practice this this thing that was hanging over my head, which was that fear of the, you know, stalling my bike in an intersection and not being able to move forward. Right. And so, um, I think that was probably when I was, when I was learning was, what was the, was the biggest thing that bothered me. My, honestly, my biggest fear after that was, um, when I was going to buy my first Harley, I have found that, um, especially in this area of the country, Harley Davidson dealerships can be extraordinarily intimidating No, and to buy a bike, to go walk into a dealership and not have a bike 
you don't feel like you're in the club. And yeah. so you feel like it's extremely, it's extremely intimidating. Once you have a Harley and you're already in the club, it's totally not a big deal. You just walk into every dealership and you feel like you belong there. But when you don't have it, you don't feel like you belong and it, and it can be extremely intimidating. And you that was a what? fear. Right. Legit- That's yeah. a really good point. That is. Cause I had the same thing when I bought my iron, I walked in the Harley dealer and I was like, I don't belong here. Exactly. Well, I just, yeah. I felt <laughs> weird going in any place looking at motorcycles. Cause I was like, I'm not a motorcyclist. Like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. Well, and, and you, you were in a different position because people were probably <laughs> making assumptions too. So, well, yeah. You know. And I mean, that's a whole different thing, but right. Yeah. What about you, Dustin? Did you have any like first uh, fears? Yeah. I mean, I didn't go balls to the wall when I started riding. Of course, you know, I, I was married and had two kids before I started riding. But I think the thing I, I was afraid of most was widowing my wife and, to my boys growing up without a dad. That was my biggest thing. I mean, it still is. My my thing is like when I ride, I always ride with a small ounce of fear in the back of my head because I think when you get too complacent, that's when you fuck up. Yeah. Absolutely. And I I think if you're too scared. Then you're just making mistakes the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. I think if you're too complacent or you're too scared, that's when you're going to fuck up the most. You got to find a happy medium with it. See, I've gotten to the point to where I'm comfortable with my skill on the bike. I'm just afraid of everybody else that's out there. I'm always afraid of a car pulling out in front of me now or a car running up my ass or or somebody not paying attention. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I go out on a bike, I think everybody in a car is trying to kill me. Yeah. You guys ride in town a lot. Like I, I personally, I don't want really want to ride in town. So I always, like I just go out and stay away from everybody pretty much I, I don't know 90% of the time. Yeah, town it takes like 3 minutes to get across town here so it, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter anyway. I don't ride that much but you know I, the safest I feel You admitted it, Tony, you just said it. <laughs> what? You just admitted you don't ride enough. Well, I mean I said I don't ride in <laughs> town much. I ride I don't live in town. So I take a left or a right out of my neighborhood. I'm still in, I'm still in the country, but the safest place I like to ride really is the highway. That's where I feel the safest. It's on the expressway. Yeah. And I know that could be intimidating for a lot of young riders. There's a lot of fear. I know we even have a member in the discord who isn't comfortable riding on the highway and he admits it every time when somebody asks him to go ride. But how did you guys like for the first time, like Brittany, you've probably been riding what the least amount of time, but at at the same time, you know, you've ridden tail of the dragon, you know, you've ridden the Kentucky back roads. You've done, you've done some great riding. How did you get over the highway and the interstate thing? Was it just like, just got to do it or did Pretty you much. just like do small spurts? And then every now it's and then a combination well, small of small spurts will still get you. <laughs> 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 They'll still get you. It's still make it happen, baby. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much what I did. Um, I did the writer class. Um, and then once I had my license, I actually Jared took my motorcycle out to the parking lot that we did the class in. And I drove my car and followed him there because I was really freaked out to like go on the highway with all the traffic. So he rode out there for me, left me and I rode around by myself so that I didn't feel nervous with somebody like watching me. And then he came back with his bike. And by the time he got back, 
actually like long before he got back, I just decided, you know what, if I'm going to go out on the highway at all, I have to just do it. You can't, you can't be afraid. Yeah. Just facing I mean, the like, fear sometimes is yeah. the best medicine. Yeah. And also on a yeah, sportster, so go ahead. Doing 80 on a sportster is a lot different than doing 80 on a fucking soft tail or a touring. Platform. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a lot different, but yeah, I just yeah. rode around the parking lots and, um, um, in Nebraska, there's a lot of straight roads, so I didn't have to worry about turns a whole lot. And then once I got to Kentucky, everything's turns and it's really the yeah, same sure. situation. I was, I'm here by myself. And so I was like, well, if I'm going to ride my motorcycle, I just have to go and do it by myself. Otherwise I won't ride it for like, you know what I mean? It'll be years or whatever months. So I just was like, fuck it. I'm going to go do it by myself. And then you just get better at it. You just take yep. your time. You know, everything that you guys are talking about, because we don't want to make the mistake and just say this all applies to young new riders. No. Right. No. I mean, it's returning riders. Uh, it's when you like Tony, you know, saying he's very comfortable on his, his soft tail, but I guarantee you, you change platforms. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm going through that now, going oh, from yeah. a, a soft tail to uh, to a road glide. You know, I'm nervous as shit. And it's yeah. all the same stuff that you well, guys I mean, are I'll have that about. this spring, too. Yeah, I know for me personally, I don't ride with anybody for my first couple of rides when the season comes back on because I need to I need to get my my uh, two wheels back underneath me without um, riding around people. But yeah, I, w I was going to ask you guys a question. So even though we've all hung out together and we've ridden together like sporadically, do you think it was weird the first time we rode rode together this last year at FDABM after not riding together for a, a period of time? No. Did, did, no. You, did you feel uncomfortable with that? No. no I, didn't I mean, did you? Did you not like us? No, no, no. I, what I what I what I think what I find is interesting is that in a situation where you trust the people, you're automatically making an assumption of trust about their riding. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that. Yeah, that's a little bit because when you don't know somebody, then you automatically kind of don't trust them in their riding because you don't know their ability. So I, I think that's an interesting I think that's an interesting thing to touch on, because I didn't either. As soon as we were all pulling up that day outside of Tony's house, there was never a time when I thought to myself, OK, this is the first time we're going to be riding together in a year or two years or, you know, that it's going to be nervous. It was just like we just fell into place and went. You mm -hmm. know, and it was mm -hmm. kind of like when we were all riding to the event, um, the four of us, uh, the day that we were going to Kingfish, it was just so natural. Yeah. That whole ride all the way there was just like we'd been riding together for 20 years. It was just so natural. Yeah. Except for the comm systems, that wasn't natural. Right. The challenges right. were not natural. Fuck. I mean, <laughs> no, but I, I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, I just, this is the longest time I've been off a bike since I started riding again. And yeah, it was, and I'd, I'd been off for two months and, you know, Volts hit me up and said, just come down and grab a bike and let's go riding. And I was on his bike, which I'd only ridden once uh, in D.C., which I hate riding in D.C. And we just got on and rode. Right. I mean, I, I had no no concerns whatsoever. But that was, you know, because I think Ryan's right. I mean, you know, we once you trust somebody you're riding with, it just kind of gives you kind of a, a safety that oh yeah, yeah. Or whatever i honestly i kind of felt that way even when i went to the meetup i was not 
nervous about the group ride at all, which is, I feel like, even more weird because everyone was new to me. Well, you're riding with cool people. But yeah, yeah, there's like that. Sketch me the fuck out. But there's that sense of like community. So even though we hadn't ever ridden together, I think just the way, like the way that Ryan did the whole spiel at the beginning of prepping everyone for the group ride, he did a good job. And then. You know, everybody just was like, okay, yeah, we're just like, we're going to ride within our comfort and we're going to stay together. And it went really smoothly. Yeah. The thing about, we had people come from all over. So I wasn't worried because I knew these people drove lots of miles to come here. So if you're not, if you have no fear to make a ride like that, especially if you're a new rider and you make it unscathed, that kind of makes it a little more comfortable for the rest of us in the group, I think too. Oh, that and, I mean, yeah. I don't know about other meetups, but like ours, the the couple that we've had, nobody's slinging that dick around when the, when we're on the group rides, man. Everybody's chill. Nobody's trying That's to true. to prove anything. Not all group rides are created equal. Is what? No, I, guess I mean you're you, you're dead on with that. I, I think back to that that first group ride that we did at the uh, the the original MMM. Um, how many people do we have? We had like thirty something people, right? 30, never, right. never if you even could make it up and down the fucking hill. You were all yeah, right. Never even met right each other hardly at in the all. woods. Mm-hmm. And that, in the, the, yeah, the woods in the cabin. <laughs> um, but you know, we we hauled ass out of that place, and that ride was amazing. Yeah. It was. It was what, fun. What did we do? Like eight hours that first day. <laughs> it, it was no seriously. It was, it was the full day. We didn't get back until Dude, like four. There was a lot of right? corn. A lot of corn. Well, we, yeah, we, we left, we went up, we went up the river and ate in Alton and then took, took the road from Alton through Bethalto and hit 66 in Hamill. And that's where we stopped right when we got on 66. We were on 66 for a good 40 minutes. I know that Ryan and I peeled off to go back to the campground to to start the cookout. Yeah. And Dustin was like, oh, it's just right down the street. You'll be there in five minutes. Horse Bullshit. shit. I did not yeah. say five minutes. <laughs> Bullshit. We were, we were a full 45 minutes away. Yeah, I think or, we we just or, beat you all by five minutes. I don't think yeah. we got there much faster. But we Ugh. had people of all different riding levels that were there. Oh, yeah. We yep. did, you yeah. know? And, and it was I just cool how we got to how we, we all same, got along. Yeah, we had the same thing at this event, too, right? I mean, we had I, – I think I – think, what it is too is that um you know we've set it up and, and we did this time with with our with our ride that we did on sunday with the group people is that you know we just had that kind of pre-safety beating and kind of set the expectations right there right if you tell people listen this isn't you know big dick energy we want to bring everybody back with their bikes and and in one piece like they are right now you end up with with the ride that you're you know that you're going to enjoy yeah, and and the way I looked at it too, especially that first year, since it was in my backyard, if somebody would have got hurt, I would have felt responsible in some way, you know. Yeah, I, I, I'm we we that. we didn't want that on any any of the five of us at the time, or yeah, any one of us or anything. So I think, I don't want anybody getting hurt of anything yeah. that we do. You yeah. know what I mean? Right, no, right, no. It's, we want it, we want to have this. I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. We want to have Safe. this thing. We we want to have this thing about us to where you can come to the ride and have a good time, and you know, not have to be a hooligan. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just a community. Like I, I don't know that there's a better word to use, but like before I even met all of you, 
that was the one thing that really drew me in is that it was a community. And so even at, at our writing events, it's the same thing. You come in and you feel like you're just, it's a safe place. So to yep. tie this back to the discussion tonight, yeah, I mean, is we it, uh, yeah, sorry, we got well, off but, the rails, but, but maybe not. I mean, is it is it safe to say that you know one of the ways with you know as a new writer or returning writer or whatever, one of the ways to kind of deal with that stuff is to um, ride with someone or people that you trust. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, group, group rides can be a legit intimidating fear for somebody doing them the first time. Right, mm-hmm. but you kind of get that bubble, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you trust somebody that you're riding you, with. And if you ride with people that you, you have to trust the person. I mean, not even their riding ability. If you trust the person that helps too, just like Ryan said, you know, we all rode together and we didn't know shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The first time I think but we I trusted think it, each other. Yeah. I think, I think it, it, it also, uh, should be, you know, I, I take I think you should take a good lesson from from Brittany here. And I actually mentioned this to her day one of the event on Friday is that sometimes in situations like this, you need to put yourself you need to get out of your comfort zone to find a place that you might not normally go that might end up being way more comfortable than you imagined it to be. Yeah, and, and kind of what I mean by that is like, so think is about that what it. Bubba in, told you. What's up? <laughs> well, well, think about it. Think about it in, in in terms of of like this. So, so Brittany came to the event, to the FDB event. She shows up on Friday. She's the only girl there, and she came by herself because Jared um, could not come because he was sick. So, you have you know a situation where she just shows up and is welcomed into the community and is a part of everything that's going on. And she's a female rider riding by herself. So if you're a, you know, a rider of any ability and you're wondering, you know, I want to go to an event. I don't know what to do. I'm a new rider, but I, I, I want to make myself a part of a community. This is the kind of event that you can go to where, um, you can be a part of a community. You can be a new writer. You can you can get Ugh. past some of those fears. Thank you, Tony. You're you welcome. can get past some of those fears <laughs> that you might have as a new writer um, with an event like this because it's it's pretty chill. It's pretty laid back, and and we really do try to provide an atmosphere for those people that maybe don't feel like they fit in other places or larger events or you know that kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. So let me let me let me put this question out here before we go further. What and we could go around the circle here. What constitutes a new writer? When at what point do you consider somebody seasoned enough to oh, be classified not a good writer? Is it I miles? Because sh- I know it's not years. We've talked about this before. Yep. So I mean, what what's a safe number of miles and maybe experience that would be enough to constitute? graduating on from the new writer. Dude, I think that's going to be, that's up to the individual. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like that joke I was telling earlier, quality miles or bad miles. You know what I mean? (laughs) I I really do think that's up to the individual. Somebody might be able to ride a hundred miles and feel like a fucking champ. Other people might take 10,000 and they're still sketchy as a motherfucker. Yeah, you can't <laughs> yeah. you can't do that, right? Because, I mean, if it, there's a difference between riding 100 miles on a straight highway, right, than riding 100 miles around town. Yeah. You're, sure. you're going you're gonna to get a lot more experience, a lot more situational experience riding 100 miles around town than you are going down the highway for 100 miles. 
And the, the, you know. I think Percy's right with the terrain too. Well, just like you, Dustin, you're a seasoned rider when you came here for the first time. But when we went out on the on the back roads, you know, the the, the twisties were something new for you. They, you you know, you weren't used to them. Yeah, I I, I didn't say I, well. I should, I don't want to say that I was scared at all during that ride because I was looking forward to to it so much, and it was an awesome ride. But you know, there's not that amount of curvy roads around where I live. There just isn't. Yeah. And if I want to go find some, I got to ride 150 miles. Right. But I mean, after going to Kentucky twice and riding those back roads, I'm definitely more comfortable now. Yeah, because yeah. you were that first time when it was me, you, Tony, and and uh, and Volts. You know, we got into some situations that you thought were kind of sketchy. Oh that yeah, first time. Yeah, I think, I think that part of, you know, to Tony's point, um, the individual rider is going to determine their comfort level, whether it's on straightaways or twisties or in, in town, out of town, that kind of stuff. I think one of the biggest things that everybody should think about when riding a motorcycle is riding a motorcycle is uh, just like sex. You, you need to practice to get good at it, right? You're, you're just not good right out of the gate. It's right? hard to find neutral. Right. It's, it's hard, hard to find neutral. <laughs> yeah. I mean... You're like you're like uh, you're like balls deeper. You're not moving at all. So I mean, oh, full no. throttle or full stop. Don't, don't be grinding those full, gears. Yeah. I like to call it the rabbit punch. <laughs> no, I think I, I think the I think the idea is is that is that you you know you need to put the time in to practice your skills to get good at the things that you're not good at. And I think I think part of that too is like an ego thing, right? Is that you have to not be afraid to say I'm not good at X, Y and z whatever part of riding you're not good at and then put yourself in positions to practice those things it's also never easy to ride to your best ability in an area that you're unfamiliar with that's that's never easy um you know riding around whether it's twisties or a hilly area or mountainous or even if it's straightaways if you're not familiar with the area you don't know what's coming up and it's unpredictable but all of that's well, not oh, just yeah. new new riders right i mean that's all of us yeah, that's, that's yeah. Period, right i mean it's it yeah i think that's where the danger comes in um, i just shit we're, up we're the some... basement. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my god Stings the eyes. But I think, my eyes are watering <laughs> i think that's that is where, bad uh, your mm. eyes are watering <laughs> from it <laughs> Tacos. That's a bad one. You know, if I were to guess, Tony's fart probably is just like a bear's. <laughs> oh my god! Dude, I mean, that right red. there is chemical warfare. <laughs> I mean, you could bottle that and sell it. I'm telling you, <laughs> this that is, is chemical warfare right there. See, Brittany, this is why he shits himself. Mm. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So what, what I was saying it, was, but... I think that's, to me, that's where an experienced rider, a quote unquote experienced rider, can be more dangerous than a new rider out on the yeah. road is when you come, become complacent and you don't realize that, yeah, you, you still have to hit that parking lot every now and then, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. to kind of push yourself and, and or maybe to, to um, go back and kind of reinforce muscle memory or skills that you haven't used in a long time. So, That's actually a, a perfect lead-in to one of the other things. Like my my big fear, one of the things I know I need to work on is the slow speed maneuvers. I do fine going, you know, making turns on the streets and stuff. But if I have to do like a, a tight turn, those are still really hard for me. Have that 
have you guys ever been afraid of that? And then, like, what have you done to get better at oh, it? Oh, hell, I'm doing that right now. I'm scared yeah. shitless, right? I mean, no, moving up to a, a road glide, you have to start over. You start over from scratch. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Brittany. Have you ever taken your bike to a parking lot, like an empty parking lot, and uh, get up to about 40 miles an hour and slam on your back brake? I mean, we had to do that in our class, but I don't... Right. Have you I done don't it think since? I've intentionally done it with my bike. I've I've had to I've had to make some really stop fast because I'm here to tell you the people in Kentucky drive crazy. Oh yeah, I mean I, I I'm was well there. adjusted I to it. it now. It's it's just a way of driving. But there's been some close calls where I had to slam on my brakes and make some pretty immediate stops. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's a I think that's a that doesn't uh, really freak me out though. No, but I, I, but what it, what it does is, is that there's a control factor, right? So you don't have ABS on your bike and your back tire is going to lock up mm-hmm. and you need yeah, to I did know that in the class. Yeah. I mean, you need, you need to know how to handle your bike when you, when you lock it up. Right. Because I have that... really apparently very good instincts when there's like emergent situations like that, which I'm thankful. Cause I don't yeah, even think about it. I just like react and then like. It's a learned it's a learned decision making process because I went through that when I went to South Dakota and and those people on the bikes pulled out in front of me, right? I had oh, this yeah. I had to make this decision of whether or not I was going to wipe out a 9-year-old girl on a bike or whether or not I was going to take my bike off the cliff. And when I could, you know, realize I I wasn't going to hit her and I could actually get around her, it was all part of that decision making process, but I was, you know, using my front and back brake to make sure that I was maintaining control of my motorcycle. And that's, mm-hmm. and, and I think those are things that people probably don't do, especially after they've learned how to ride is practice those skills that you have, um, you know, that you maybe once knew that you might not be good at anymore because that took a minute too. When we went to South Dakota. I was way too much front brake because when we're flat here, um, where we are, I use front brake a lot. And I actually asked Tony about that. And Tony's like, he's like, I barely use my front brake. I'm all, I'm an all back brake man. And I was like, man, I'm about, you know, I'm about an 80% front brake guy. Well, that's because I'm completely flat land and everything is 90 degree turns. So front brake can be, you know, the majority of what I do. But then if I go to someplace that's hilly and curvy and that kind of stuff, you got to know what to do with your back brake. Otherwise you're in trouble. Yep. Yep. I mean, and, I realized it when I was on my, get you in trouble, dude, in yeah. corners. Yeah, I'm, get a, you I'm, in a, I'm a rear brake guy. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I realized that when I was on my on my trip with my wife and we were doing two up riding and we were in uh, Duluth, Minnesota, which is hilly. And I realized I did not have I had never practiced an uphill stop, one foot stop on an uphill. Oh, right. Shit. Oh, so you suck because <laughs> you're uphill. I was uphill, fully loaded bike, two up with you know my my pack on the back and 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 stuff on top of that my wife on and I was uphill and so you have to be on your back brake to keep your bike still you have to feather your clutch and be on your front brake and be letting off your front brake and accelerating at the same time so you don't roll backwards and uh that's a learned skill and 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 you keep one foot down so you have one foot on your back brake and one foot on the ground holding up a touring bike riding two up it's not an easy skill it's hard enough to do that on a touring bike one up yeah Yeah. i've had to do that on my sports so there's a like a little waterfall i went to see and i didn't realize that the like i had no idea what the road was going to be like and it's just this like 45 degree incline 
and then I had to stop at the top of the hill. So you're sitting at that incline. That's the first time I ever had to do one of those. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do? I was alone. I was like, well, I have to just make this work. I got to figure it out or I'm never going to get out of here. Yeah. That's why I got that you just do it. <laughs> yeah. I know one of yeah. the scariest uphill encounters I ever had. Do you guys remember when you were here back in 19 when we had the meetup? We went through Alton where Fast Eddie's was. That road is pretty straight and flat because you're right next to the river but when you take a left off that road it's immediately starting to go up and i'm talking a 70 70 degree angle for about 100 feet and i remember one time i was on this was when i was on my sportster and i you know i started scaling that bastard and it's like brick roads on some of them because they're very very i mean you're talking like 1800s built roads that have been maintained for haunted fucking place yeah haunted as fuck (laughs) all of that stuff but yeah like you're saying like one footing that stuff i couldn't imagine doing it with jackie on the back on that sportster especially with you know such a lighter bike and uh, that incline is just it could be terrifying so yeah it's a it's a rough situation to be in for sure so hey what about what about weird shit nobody thinks about that new riders should be scared of or figure out how to deal with I mean, for, fucking for, smells of dead animal carcasses on the side of the road when you're trying to ride. Yeah. Uh, for me, painted it, dicks. Yeah, painted dick in the road. Dick in the road. Dick in the roads. Yeah. For me, it was uh, speed bumps. I don't know if you guys saw the uh, that video I did when I first started my channel, but my, my sportster got hooked up, on, stuck on the top of a speed bump in the parking lot and threw me off and... God damn, that must have really? been a big ass bump. Oh, you gotta watch that you gotta see that video, dude. I mean I'll I had I back. had both cameras going, so I got a whole back overhead roll off the bike up on my feet. It was uh, pretty amazing. But I uh yeah, I wouldn't go over a speed bump for a long time after that. I had but to it actually just bottom out on you? Yeah, yeah. It's this this one place they have really high speed bumps and I wasn't uh I wasn't going fast enough. And I was being too cautious, and then uh, I, it bottomed out on the top of the speed bump, and the bike just <laughs> threw me off. That's crazy. You know, I never speed bumps worried are a real about, deal. I never worried about them because they did a they made us like drive over a board in our yeah speed class. bumps different than a board. We all do the board. The board's easy. I but I guess speed like bumps at full fucking force. Big ones or like the ones that are just kind of like a bump. I'm talking about Those, like the. Ones that are like those fucking like Bo Duke motherfuckers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got a couple in the neighborhood. I just hit them sons of bitches like the Duke boys. You know what I mean? <laughs> so here's something. You guys ride through a like big city for the first time. That make you pucker, dude. Traffic makes me pucker. Uh, yeah, because I know like going I, to, well, going to St. Louis. Did you? Oh, yeah, like yeah. a big city. I don't think I've gone through like a big city like that. I'm talking like St. Louis, Chicago, something no. like that. Yeah. Like going to St. Louis for the first time was was a little creepy because right before you hit the Poplar Street Bridge, you've got like four interstates merging together. And people drive like absolute assholes. Yeah. Merging onto well, those lanes. And you I mean you gotta you gotta be you gotta be looking at your at your uh you're 180 all the time because people just zoom around motherfuckers there and they don't care. St. Louis is terrifying in a car. 
Yeah, we were just I there. I hate we were driving just, through St. Louis. <laughs> we were it just is there. The freaking worst. There's more one-way streets, I think, than any other city. No, you guys, America. you guys need to come ride, ride around DC. You want to? No, I don't want to be fucked that. up, man. <laughs> well, between the ne- tourists I, and the bad drivers, it's just a nightmare. I would never no. want to ride in Chicago downtown. I would never want to ride in New York no. City downtown. We, you know, PJ and I rode through downtown Chicago when we were coming back from South Dakota. Because of uh, construction that was going on. Pre-pandemic or post-pandemic? No, this was last summer. This was during the pandemic. But it was like stacked. I mean, the traffic was bad, but it it wasn't any big deal. Oh, okay. Just like any other city. I'd be scared of fucking cab drivers. In St. Louis, people drive around, seriously, like they have death wishes. No, you guys need to go, go to Malaysia. Ride a ride a motorcycle around Malaysia somewhere. And then, then come back and talk. Yeah, you're right. That'll probably open our eyes. Yeah. I don't really worry about that because everybody is staring at my waist in Malaysia. So <laughs> <laughs> and I can see across the whole country. Do they ask for your autograph? <laughs> yeah, I mean, a you lot of times, a lot of times, I think I'm an NBA player and I'm in Malaysia. You know, you so you, you joke about that, but my so our youngest son, um, who you haven't met yet, is I don't know six two, probably like six two, and I he and I went to China. Um, a few years ago when he got out of when he graduated college and we were um, in Shanghai along the river uh, doing night photography and this group of little Chinese girls like teenagers came up and asked asked to take pictures with him and he thought it was just like one or two and the whole group comes there there must have been like 20 of them they're all taking turns taking pictures with a tall American (laughs) that's hilarious tall American that happened actually to uh, my my uh, oldest daughter when we were at. Uh, um, I'm trying to think of the the. Uh, we were in Hawaii at Pearl Harbor, and we were there over the Fourth of July. And she was probably four, three or four years old, and she's got very curly hair and it's kind of dirty blonde. Mm. And uh, all of the uh, Chinese tourists and Japanese tourists were taking pictures of her, because um, yeah. of the you know the blonde curly hair. So. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a. It's like a unicorn over there. Yeah, it's a for unicorn, sure. Unicorn man. And then, then you see me, and it's like there's a unicorn, and then there's Sasquatch. Right. And you try like, to fuck <laughs> on me. <laughs> so I can't what? Think... So Brittany, what would you say? What would you say for for a new rider? What is the the very the very worst fear that you think you felt as a new rider? It was really just. It was like the dropping my motorcycle. I don't, again, like, I'm not sure why I'm so fixated on that. Maybe it's because you hear and people say it's inevitable and everyone's going to drop it. And so that's just Are like you, always Were you been afraid of, like, getting hurt or just being embarrassed because you did it? More just, I think I didn't want to damage the motorcycle. I, I guess, yeah, I was never really, never worried about being embarrassed. I just didn't want to like mess up a turn or something and end up dropping it. Yeah. I, I feel like it's irrational the amount that I was afraid <laughs> to drop it. But I do know, I know this isn't really a fear, but, um, I'd have like to go tip, to therapy. If you dropped yours. Yeah. I'd have to go to therapy. I'd just have to trade it in. Be honest. It's gone, dude. It's tainted goods at that point. um i will throw out like a tip i do know for me i already knew how to drive a stick shift car 
Um, but for a lot of people, when they're first learning how to drive or how to ride a motorcycle, like they would, they would have that fear too of like killing the engine all the time or stuff like that because they don't know necessarily how to drive a stick shift. So you're trying to learn how to balance with something that's much different than like a bicycle, and you're trying to understand the controls of it. So. For any of the new riders listening, that's something to consider if you have the opportunity to learn one or the other first, you know, like get good at balancing and then learn how to drive a stick first so that it's easier. That's a really good point, Brittany. You know, a lot of you a lot of young people out there can't drive a have, stick. They they've never yeah, they don't even know what a stick is. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and good luck going to find one anymore. Yeah, right. No, even even it. to learn on. Because I know people, you know, had brought that up to me in the past about, oh my God, how did you figure out how to shift and do all this stuff at the same time. I'm like, well, I mean, it's how I learned to drive when I was a teenager. Yeah, no, because, like, my you know? kids can't drive a stick because we couldn't – I couldn't find one to teach them on. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I, I learned on a while. stick. And I would say probably you all did too, Percy, didn't you? Uh, my first car was an automatic. My second was a stick, though. Yeah. Ryan, did you learn on a stick? Um, We're talking car. We're talking car. <laughs> I did, yeah. I didn't learn <laughs> – I did learn how to drive a stick, yes. Um, they actually taught that in driver's ed here, so you could have an opportunity to drive one. Um, so I, I learned then. I, I knew how to I knew how to drive one a little bit because of uh, um, helping my grandpa and stuff on the farm. So I had a little bit a little bit of experience with that. So I think it was a, a little bit easier for me, and I learned that way. And then my sister's first car was a stick shift, and so so yeah, I, I actually did. I, I was always. I uh, learned how to drive a stick. So for me, the, uh, you know, clutch accelerator, handbrake, foot brake shifter situation on a motorcycle was, has never been confusing to me because I had, I had done that kind of, uh, in a car before and, and knew the concept and was comfortable with it. And I had ridden, um, a little bit of dirt bike, not a ton, but, uh, four wheelers for sure that were, that were, um, manual transmission when I lived in California, actually they were three wheelers. Um, way back in the 80s so you know the other thing that helps with is just the the ability to to get the feel right the timing down yeah. on when you need to shift you know that translates yeah, exactly. directly from a car to a bike mm-hmm. yep there was a girl in my class that she had never driven a stick until like the whole time she could maneuver the bike okay but she kept killing the engine because she just didn't grasp right. the friction zone thing and if you've never experienced that that's it's really challenging i mean it's just lay on on the gas lay on the gas yeah they (laughs) they told us in our class not to worry about burning up the clutch they're like you're not gonna burn it up just just freaking if you just ride your throttle so that you can learn what that feels like well so you just you just brought up a counterpoint to this right where knowing how to drive a stick automobile the manual transmission is different than a bike Right, because that's the. I remember when I went back through the course again, when I decided to ride again, that was the one of one of the things that they said: don't be afraid to burn up the clutch. Mm-hmm. Right on a car, you know, you're scared yep. that you're going to burn up the clutch if you ride the clutch too much. Yep. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it as much on a mur- motorcycle. Nope. I oh, think I car. You just rev it up and dump the clutch. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Done that many times. We're all do that the on best. a bike too, but that'll be a little bit of a scarier experience. Yeah, it's a, oh, it's I've a done that experience. on the bike too many times. I don't even really want to admit it, but yep. You know what? You know what I found to be the most challenging thing in a group ride is that when you're coming to a stop, and um, 
and you're in a group of people, to me, it throws me off my rhythm of downshifting. Are we back to that sex thing that again? Kind of stuff? No. <laughs> no. No, I have a good rhythm there. I'm, I'm okay. Oh. Well, you got to make sure you downshift. You got yeah. a good rhythm when you're in a group or when it's solo? Yes. The answer to that is yes. Right. Takes off the second gear. You got to downshift because you don't want to sprain yeah. anything. Oh, my gosh. Honey, hand me that ace bandage. I didn't down check. <laughs> tell, tell your friend time's up. Yeah. Oh, oh. What did he say? Oh, you got to cut that one out, dude. <laughs> that, that can't make the podcast, man. <laughs> oh, look. He's actually, he went in there on it. Uh, he's rad on that one. Look at oh, that. Man. Oh, man. I'm embarrassed for your wife, Ryan. <laughs> My wife has been married to me for 25 years. She is an absolute gem she knows she knows me better than anybody so mm. this is this is this this that you're getting right now is nothing new to nothing new I, to i'm her. a fan of uh mrs kid moto so i'm i'm yeah. uh, i'm i'm a big fan myself <laughs> <laughs> i hope so she puts up with a lot i'm a lot i'm a lot i do think like when you asked if i was afraid of anything else when it came to falling over um separate from that but it made me think i was afraid of getting hurt but not necessarily from falling just like in general if you did crash you know making sure that you yeah hitting your head (laughs) losing those brain cells (laughs) um like road rash is one thing you always i feel like you always hear about making sure that you have your protective gear but i'm super guilty of not wearing coats in the summertime so you should be more afraid of uh, um, you should be more afraid of uh, your your helmet tearing your ears off with those earrings that you wear. <laughs> yeah, right. I have a surprise for you. You can't see them. Oh no! I have new earrings. Yeah, they're not any they're, smaller. They're just as big. <laughs> no, they're, not they're, any... they're huge. They're way bigger than the other but, ones. But, are, but they're, they look rounded. It. They look smoother. No, they look like a goddamn tennis racket hanging off your yeah. earlobe. <laughs> I'll take one out and hold it up to the camera. Oh, hell, I'll take that back. That's a monkey tail. <laughs> the fuck kind of monkey <laughs> tail you got? <laughs> it's an elephant with a monkey tail. That's going to get caught on something. Yeah, that's I got these ones because on they're round and they don't catch on stuff. That's going to catch on something. You're going to hook that on something. It's I I got another set. I was going to wear those ones because I didn't you, read the description. They're like, they're way bigger than these ones. They won't even stay in my ear. You're going to be out. on that cow, casting couch behind you, and that's going to catch on something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you. Uh, uh, I'll let you know if Jared and I have problems in the future. Jesus. <laughs> 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 All right, well, let's move to some let's move to some Discord questions. All right, Discord friends, FDB's about to answer your questions. Make sure you head over to 5dirtybikers.com and click the link on the homepage to visit our Discord and become a member. I don't we think we any? have very many today. I don't think there was did only we ask? one. We did not ask. That's probably my fault. Um, I do know I gotta pull up Discord. Somebody was asking about like plastic dipping. Plastic dip. Oh, plastic dipping the front Volt. of the Pan American. Volts is the master of plastic dip. Plastic dip's good question. shit. 
But don't, and the thing don't, is, if you don't fuck talk up, about it's not a big deal. Yeah, don't talk about plastic dip in front of Tony. He's trying to kick the the crack habit. Mm, man, I am. It was so. J.R. Sherman said, "Jay Sherman, Jay Sherman, yeah, Jay the man." Should I plasti dip the white fairing on the Pan Am? Yes. And what color? I thought it was black. black. I misread it. Plasti dip the fairing. Isn't that the Why one not? thing you shouldn't plasti dip? I mean, that's going to get chips and all kinds of shit in that. Yeah, just peel it off and redo it. That's the beauty of plasti dip. Like, like every time you ride. Yeah. Fuck it. Paint it. I paint. don't understand it. Jay, I'd paint it before I'd plastic dip it. Just saying. Because you, you're on an adventure bike, right? So you're going to get... That He's fairing's going to get hit with all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. He's on Pan Am. Pan Am. I saw the blue and white Pan Am up at Bluegrass. It was very, very nice. I think the paint looks fine bike. on it as it is. So I guess... I don't. Maybe I don't know what the fairing What color like. did Jay get? Did he get the orange and white one? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. I, think yep, so. Man, I like that. He does I like it. Up. Yeah, it's a good com- combination. I like the orange and white. But I don't know, Jay. If you're going to plastic dip it, I talk to Volts. That guy plastic dips everything. Hmm. He's a plastic dip master. What does that Volts? process entail? Like, is it. Plastic dip is just a fucking spray paint, except it's a. It comes like a spray paint, except it's a, like a rubber finish that you get on there, a rubberized finish that just okay. peels off. When, you're, when it gets fucked up, you can just peel it off. Hmm. Oh, that's the only question we had. There you go, right yeah. there. This is the yeah. this is oh, the dippy plastic dip. Oh yeah, this is yeah, the, yeah, the dippy dip one. We do have a question from Heathen Biker, and he wants to know who's in the lineup for the podcast. And so, if you're wondering about future guests, um, we just have one future guest um, that we have scheduled right now, and that is uh, if you guys follow um, Sassy Pants on. Instagram, you can go check her out. Um, she has a bomb Electroglide that has been completely customized, and she um, has her own company that she's working full time um, selling shirts and motorcycle apparel and that kind of stuff. And so we're going to have her Speaking on. Of that, go buy some merch. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have her on next week as a guest, and we will be lining up future guests from there. Buy some merch. We got cool new shirts. Actually, they're not new. They're retro shirts. <laughs> throwbacks. Throwbacks. They're throwbacks <laughs> from the years past. So speaking of past, to give a little light on what happened with the Sportster build this past week, mm. we are down to final three, and we have a best of two or three voting going on right now. But when this podcast goes live, of course, the final two will be announced. But Bobber, Club, and Chopper are the final three. Cholo got knocked mm-hmm. the fuck out. Was it was a st- very, very close battle, though. Yeah. Cholo got deboed. <laughs> <laughs> knocked the fuck out. <laughs> I was, I was kind of looking forward maybe to seeing a Cholo, but you know, the people have spoken. The people have spoken. It's going to be Chopper. It's going to be Chopper. So what what are we what are our last three Chopper Bobber and what else Club 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 Okay Club That's style the, last three. the three T- most popular styles out there right now That's T T bars and a fairing and black yep. as shit <laughs> <laughs> and and if you guys don't know already um, we are going to be using part of our proceeds from Patreon to go towards this bike build 
And so if you feel like you want to support Five Dirty Bikers and the podcast and what we do, feel free to sign up for our Patreon. You can go to www.5dirtybikers.com and find our link to Patreon. And we have four different tiers on Patreon. And there's different levels and different perks that they give you on there. And so um, if you feel like you want to support us, that's part of the way that we are funding this charity build. So every little bit helps for us to cover um, our expenses on this charity build. Boom. And buy some merch. So we have to do this. We have to give... Whit Mesa, we, we have to give Whit Whit Mesa a shout out on this podcast. Oh, yes, Hell we yeah. do. Hell she yeah. just did. She just did something amazing. What was it? Twenty six hundred miles. She yep. went from California to Florida in like forty. How many 40, hours was it? Forty five. Forty five. Coast to coast, forty five hours. In the winter, during this shitty weather we've had, on That's a motorcycle what surprises me. Yeah, on a bike that shall on not be named Sport Terrain. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she nailed it, man. Yeah, wait, good she, for you. Uh, she, she is such an inspiration to. I think, well, I think what she said when she got to Florida, it was, the weather was in the 30s. So yeah, she she didn't have she she tried to go south. I mean, she hugged the southern yeah. states. Yeah, she yeah. did for the trip, but it it didn't help. It didn't matter, I mean, man. It was still 20 something degrees. You know, through. no, it was still cold, man. Yeah. It 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 didn't work out for. Her. Yeah, she she's a, a true inspiration. Yeah, Whit, if you're listening, you're my hero. She's a good friend of the podcast. She's been on here a couple times, and she is a beast on a motorcycle. It was her birthday this week, right? So happy belated birthday, Whit. And she just didn't go to like the – she went to Jacksonville, so she went all the way across that fucking panhandle. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go follow Whit Mesa on Instagram. Follow her. Follow her her journey. I'm sure she's got plenty of videos coming out about the trip and – but she was trying to score one of the what what is it a bun burner or something, and she missed it by like fifty miles. I read. Oh, oh, I didn't catch that. What a, yeah, that's bullshit. Have she, no she, fear. She'll she do it again. Ran, she just ran out of time. Basically, she ran out of time and had like an extra another fifty miles in order to pull it off. And wow, so she she barely missed it. Yeah, you could tell in some of the videos she was putting on socials, she was just. She was ready for it to be she over. She was tired. Was, dude. He was yeah. in Florida, and you get to Florida, and it's that weather. Come yeah. on, man! You're, yeah. you're thinking, oh, I'm going to be on the beach, just laying in the sand, warming up. No, how's it taste, Florida? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hey, given the uh, the topic tonight of new rider fears, I, I want to give a shout out to one of our Discord members, uh, Mister Yakoff. We all we all know Yakoff. <laughs> Yakov's been around for been in the Discord for for quite a while. You know, a year ago, Volts and I uh, would would ride with Yakov, and we could not get him on the highway. And we, you know, I tried to talk him into, hey, this is the perfect opportunity for you to get over your fear of the highway. We can protect you. Ride with us. Yada yada yada. Uh, He didn't. And if we had to, if we were going to meet somewhere where he had to ride on the highway, he would drive his car. So we're talking now about getting together. So he, he lives south of, of uh, Volts and I, and he is now comfortably riding the highway and said he can meet us anywhere because he's overcome his fear and he's uh, he's a highway guy. That's so amazing. When you, when you say highway, are you say is he saying interstate? Yeah, like inter, like I ninety five. He would not Hershey get on highway. highway. <laughs> <laughs> what? The Percy Highway is that what you said or Hershey, Hershey highway. highway? Yeah. Um, is he Hershey off Hi- on Hershey Highway? <laughs> 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 uh, 
But anyway, Yakov, congratulations, man. That took a lot of work for you to get over that fear, and uh, we're all proud of you, man. Yeah, you get in the zone on the interstate, and you just coast. It's it's yeah, insane. but you know, people, it's 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 nerve wracking, man. It is scary. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, yeah. yeah, you got those you know? eighteen wheelers out there, and sometimes you know you gotta get caught in that vortex. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, that's the worst. That you got to make sure they could see you because they could, you know, just yep. pull a. They could back right over you. Uh, yep. ba- oh, talk about <laughs> Was you that too the, soon? Could back <laughs> over you no. and your chicken fucking Tony sandwich. was smirking when he said it. <laughs> oh, man. Now you we also, and Colonel Sanders are in trouble. Right now, since we're doing shout-outs, we do need to give a, uh, a shout-out to one of our newest patrons. And so um, if you guys don't know... Um, you can join our Discord, and uh, this new patron is part of our Discord. He goes by Heathen Biker on the Discord, and his name is Pete. Um, he told me not to butcher his last name or that I would butcher his last name, and so I'm not even going to give it a shot. I told it's, him I would. I'm not. It's Biker. Heathen uh, Biker. Heathen Biker, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Pete, thank you very much for becoming a Discord or a, a patron um, and supporting what we do on the 5 Dirty Bikers podcast. We very much um, appreciate that. Uh, you know, getting out there and, and uh, you know, using some of your hard-earned dollars to support what we do here. We we really, really do appreciate it. For sure. Yeah, and Absolutely. T- Tony was talking about merch earlier. We are working on hats, everybody. So we will have 5 Dirty Bikers hats available within the next week. Well, yeah, they may not be available in a week, in a week but well, <laughs> well and, and they're going to be a little pricey. Okay. Hats are expensive to make. Yeah, hats are pricey, no matter what. I mean, no matter what you do, unless they're like a real shitty hat. Nobody wants a shitty hat. No, but they're going to be badass hats. So, no, yeah. they're they're quality hats. Yeah, only the best for our listeners. Only the best. Buy some uh, merch. <laughs> going, <laughs> hey, going, going I'm back. buying two hats. Going back to the the truck comment. The only thing I was afraid of at the time of the accident was that I couldn't ride with Ryan that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> because man yeah you know this is bad timing there's karma there was karma behind that because if dustin and i would have been riding that weekend we would have been caught in the Mm. most hellacious rainstorm that's true that's true and we would have been straight fucked six ways from sunday we still got caught in that rainstorm, but we were yeah. in my Mazda. <laughs> we were in Dustin's Mazda and still pissing our pants. So on bikes, we would have been horrified and quite truthfully probably been brained by a tree branch falling down. I'm no, pretty was... sure Dustin would have rather had his bike. I would have. Yeah. But true. Hey, what happened happened. Yep. And now he's going to make it. He's going to show Harley up. God damn it. <laughs> that's what you we'll should have done we'll that mock-up you did looks great dude yeah that mock-up yeah. looks awesome that, that should have been the that should have been the bike they did right there <laughs> thanks everybody for listening to the five degree bikers podcast if you want any more information on the five degree bikers meetup go to www.5degreebikers.com you can also find links to our merch and our patreon and our discord all on there and uh until next week guys keep it dirty and eat a bag of dicks Eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> See you in Uranus. <laughs> See you in Uranus. See you in Uranus shirt. with a bag of dicks. Yeah. <laughs> Buy a fucking shirt. Buy a bag of dicks. <laughs> Are you following the Five Dirty Bikers on social media? Find us on Facebook and look us up on Instagram and TikTok at Five Dirty Bikers.